Hello. Hi. Hi. Hi, Karen. How you doing? Hi. Hi. So good. So good. Uh, cool. I forgot to start this correctly. Welcome to the Training Table Podcast. Uh, I'm Nick. Chris is not here. He Chris is partying in Costa Rica somewhere, so he left me the keys to the podcast. So I got my friend Karen uh, on on the podcast. Karen it's a dangerous Hazleton, uh, position. The, the owner of yes, the owner of Telos Strength and Conditioning, right in Tucson, Arizona, and also a business mentor. For two brand business, right? How how are you yep. doing today, Karen? I'm doing really good. It's a nice sunny day here in Arizona. I'm ready to talk to you. I miss Chris though. Uh, well, I miss Chris as well, especially because he has the instructions for how to run a podcast. Um, is there anything but a nice sunny day in Arizona? Are there cold days there? Um, not really. There's hot days. It's not nice. Mm-hmm. Really hot. But it's pretty amazing right now. Not so much in July. Okay. Well, speaking of things that are not nice in July, um, that's a bad transition. Karen, so talk to me. You are a <laughs> business director for Two Brand Business. Uh, yes. But you, yes. you were something else a long time ago, a very long time ago. What was that? That's a, that's like a risque, that's a good, like, clickbait for people. (laughs) And also a good way to start rumors about me. So thank you so much, Nick. (laughs) I think that Chris is never going to let you do a podcast without him again. That's true. I think, and that's true and that's fair. I think that's probably the right call. Okay. So I think what you are hinting at is that I used to be a math teacher. And my life trajectory was not, I mean, if you would have told me 15 years ago, this is what I was going to be doing, I would have laughed in your face. Well, that's extremely risque of you. Um, (laughs) Why did you stop being a math teacher? So, so, I mean, long story long, how you know I like to do it. Um, I graduated college, like not even thinking anything like this is what you do. You go and you get a degree and then you get a job for 30 to 40 years and then you retire and live off a pension. And that's what everyone in my family did. And that's what I thought we should do. So I got a degree in math and I was a high school math teacher for eight years And then I was at this like weird turning point in my life where uh, my husband had just bought out his partner in his business and he had been a strength coach since he graduated college. And he had this opportunity where basically we could rebrand their gym, um, his gym that he had with partners and make it our own. And so eight years you know, eight years into my teaching career, um, I kind of was like, okay, well, this is a good opportunity to um, build something really great. And I had a feeling with his experience as a strength coach and his just excellent coaching, programming skills, and kind of everything I learned from being a teacher for eight years, like, you know, um, management, organization, systems, all of that could transfer pretty well to running a business. So, it was kind of that, like that moment we looked at each other, we're like, can we do this? And we're like, we're going to do it. And so um, we went in together and 
opened Tellos back in 2017. That's that's cool. How scary was that leaving, you know, like that traditional mindset of like this is this is what I'm gonna do forever. I'm gonna die here. Yeah. I'm gonna die die in this math classroom. Um, so it was it was weird. Um, but it was kind of this weird, you know, we had two young kids at the time. So the really sad thing, I don't know if you know this about teaching, but the really sad thing about teachers is that it was going to actually cost me money to pay for childcare and be a teacher. So I was going to pay more than my entire paycheck to teach because in childcare, which is really, really scary about our education system. But this podcast isn't about that. So we were already like, I technically was already on a leave of absence from teaching because I was like, I'm not going to have someone else raise my kids and then, you know, not be there for them. And basically it was going to cost us money to do that. Um, so it kind of was this perfect moment in my life already. I was technically already on a leave of absence. So I had a year to decide what was next. And then this opportunity kind of literally fell in my lap to do that. So it was really scary, but I just had this, you know, there's certain moments in your life where you're like, I have this feeling that we can do this and make it awesome. And we did. So it worked out, luckily. Um, otherwise, it's going to be a really good <laughs> learning experience. Um, but it was, it's pretty awesome to work with your spouse. Oh, well, yeah. Okay. That's something I definitely want to talk to you about because you, you guys work together, like side by side. Yes. Mm-hmm. Running, running the business together. Yeah. And yeah. I think a lot of people are terrified of that idea as well. So what's Yeah. That? Yeah. It's, I love, I mean, I love it now, which I can say now we're six and a half years into it. So I can say it now that I love it, but there is definitely a lot of learning that went along with it. I think like we do laugh now where it's like, okay, we can raise two children together. We can run a business together. But if like you asked Sean and I to put a piece of furniture together, like we, it is going to end not well. So it's like, we can do these crazy hard things together, but then it's like, okay, here is a bookshelf. Like we are going to be screaming at each other by the end of it. So I think the difference in the business and to relate it back to the bookshelf is that we have very like set roles in the business. So uh, for instance, my role when I started was I was going to do all of the kind of the back end operations. So keep the books, um, create the systems, you know, all of the like management things. And obviously he had been a coach for already, let's see, almost 10 years. So his role is very obviously going to be coaching programming. And we have this saying of like team captains. So it's like, okay, Sean, you're the team captain when it comes to coaching, programming, developing the staff all of that. I will be the team captain when it comes to, you know, marketing, finances, sales, all of that side of things. So I think that is really key that we had very defined roles and we still do. That's, that's interesting because I I think most people that get into the gym industry don't come with your skill set, right? They probably come from Mm -hmm. certain times. So the, the idea that, the idea that you guys went into this basically having both like both halves of the brain there. I think that's really like how, 
mm-hmm. how different, especially with you now being a business mentor and speaking to, to younger business owners all the time, yeah. how different does that feel for you than versus what you talk to? Yeah. I real I do realize and appreciate that. And that's why like I felt it in my soul that we were going to make it. I know that sounds super corny and weird, but I just was like with your skill set that you're bringing to this and the skill set like teachers are awesome. Like teachers do so many things automatically because we have like 1 hour and 5 minutes and we have to do all of the things that we need to do for like 30 kids are coming in and out of your classroom. So it's like, you're very good at staying organized and having good systems because if you don't, your classroom's going to be chaotic. And so I felt just so good. Like I'm bringing so much organization and processes to this. And then with his, it just, it's going to work. Like I just knew it, that it's going to work out. So I do appreciate that when I'm, when I'm mentoring gym owners, and they don't have a partner or they're trying to do it all themselves, that it is like a new game. So it is like stripping it down to like, what is the most important thing for you to do next? And it's hard when it's like maybe creating your systems, writing SOPs is not the most important thing. Like let's get some more clients in your door. Right. And so, and that was a learning curve for me too, because I was so lucky to have a partner and so many people are just doing it on their own or have zero time management organizational skills, um, which is very common, I think, in the gym industry, because when would you have ever kind of picked that up unless it's kind of ingrained in who you are? Yeah, for uh, for me, like when I when I got in, I didn't have any of that skill set. I, I know that like when I, I bought my business partners out, I, I owned the gym by myself like the idea of learning how to do spreadsheets was so far away from my skill set, And I, I remember having to spend yeah. a lot of time, a lot of energy, a lot of money trying to like hire other staff to help mm-hmm. me with those things or to, to learn it myself. Because yeah. um, like literally you get into business with half of the business running. Yeah. Not there, right? Totally. Totally. And that's exactly what happened with Sean originally. Like when he, when they bought their business in 2012, it was for, strength coaches who were awesome at what they do, but they were lacking like the other side, you know, I love the two brain business reference that it's like, they were lacking the other half of the skill set. And so as we kind of like, they kind of left or like went their own ways. I remember just thinking like, I could be running this business and doing an excellent job at it, but it's like, I wasn't part, you know, I wasn't involved in it. And so I didn't, you know, of course, insert myself into that role. Um, but it, I mean, how did you learn those things? Like what, how did you do it? It was hard, right? I mean, like the, the first part is recognizing a skill set you don't have, right? Knowing, okay, like I, I'm not good organizationally. I'm not, not nearly as good technologically as, as you probably need to be the success, to be successful here. Um, hell, I mean, for me, just a lot of the things that people call like the soft skills, like those are things I struggled with because my, my you know, in the army and the infantry, yeah. you don't have a lot of soft skills there. You got, you got a lot of, a lot of action taking, a lot of, a lot of audacity, yeah. but not a whole lot of like communication skills. Um, yeah. So, I mean, until I, until I found, I mean, for me specifically, it was like, I remember in the beginning, I hired people where and sometimes I would tell them like, I don't a hundred percent know what I need you to do, but like, I need help. 
<laughs> I need I, help. I'm I don't know what it is, but help me. I'm really, I'm really, really, really good at coaching and making people want to come to the gym and get strong yeah. and get here. But then like, I don't remember how to make sure their payments go through every month. Like I, yeah, I need help with stuff totally, like that. That's totally, that you know? is for sure. Yeah. Like there were so many people that had not paid for a gym membership in months when I took over everything. Like I just remember like sick to my stomach. Like when's the last time this person has paid to come to the gym? And also that they didn't say, hey, I have not paid in six months. That is that is kind of a crazy thing, right? It's not like it's Walmart, you know? It's like we're, our gyms are like small and yeah. control and you see everybody every day. Yeah. And then you're like, yeah, I haven't been charged in a year. But I, just, I won't bring that up. It's kind of, that's wild. I'm going to keep coming. And then like they were, you know, some of them were upset when I was like, hey, we're going to need you to start paying again. Like, it was like, who are you to to make me pay to come to the gym? But I mean, honestly, it's like we just, I mean, some of those people, there's still, every year that we do anniversary gifts, there's still like over 30 people that have been with us for the past six years. So it's kind of cool that they've like seen this journey you know, over the last six and a half years with us and stuck with us. Like they like what they've seen to just keep coming back, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. I think that's really, I think that's really cool. And something that I think if you were like a newer gym owner looking to get into the industry, I mean, this would probably apply to any business, but specifically ours because they're service-based and they're so Mm -hmm. like communication and relationship-based heavy with our, with our members. Cause like how many, how many businesses deal with their customers every day for at least an hour a day. Mm-hmm. Like that's so yeah. low, you know? Yeah. Not counting like yeah. social media and the internet and everything else. Like, mm-hmm. so I think that where a lot of, a lot of people with more like my skill set struggled, whereas like a lot of people that you're, who have your skill set or at least have a partner without, with your skill set, mm-hmm. I think of them like, um, you know, I think of you, I think of Chris, I think of our, our friend Jolene. Like there's, there's definitely a maturity to the business because mm-hmm. you guys, you guys, came more equipped with some like managerial or administrative skills. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas like people on, on say like my side of the boat, right. I think of personally, I think of like me, I think of like Taryn, right. Mm-hmm. We didn't know these things and we had to learn them in real time. And mm-hmm. our businesses and our members kind of had to feel that like learning curve and that struggle yeah. as we tried to professionalize, you know, yeah. whereas yeah. you guys walked into the door with already, you know, X percent better. Yeah. So I, I think that's probably, I bet there's mm-hmm. like an interesting case study to see like, Gyms like yours, how many have members for five or six or seven years? Because there wasn't nearly as yeah. much turmoil as the business owner was trying to figure yeah. out how to be a business owner, you know? Yeah. Well, that, well, we had our, definitely lots of turmoil <laughs> early on. Mm. So we don't, I don't think anyone gets out. You know, it's like, that's where you earn kind of your stripes though, right? I feel like every, you know, I think that's why, why we're such good mentors now, because it's like, hey, I did this. Like, I am trying to save you from making the same mistakes that I made. But I think what you did, what you said that was really interesting because the three people you mentioned were all teachers, right? Is that what you were getting at that? And I think, you know, a huge part about being a teacher and being a parent, like, I think I see a lot of this overlap with parents too, is consistency. You have to do what you say you're going to do. And if you say you're going to do something and then you don't do it, it's like blood in the water to make a shark reference for you, Nick, um, like the high school kids would, would eat you up. 
right? If you're like, if they sense weakness or if they sense like you are not going to be tough and do exactly like hold them to the standards that you said you're going to hold them to, they're going to like, you're not going to make it as a teacher and especially high school too, because those kids are ruthless. And so if I think the skill set, like a big skill set is like, okay, if I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to, I have to do it. I have to hold, you know, even if I'm like, you know, staff, if I tell them I'm going to do something and then, or they're going to get, you know, let go for a certain thing. And then they do that thing, then I have to let them go. And it's just, you have to make all these really hard calls as a business owner. Um, But I do think being a teacher, that is something that you kind of do carry with you for the rest of your life is like that consistency. You have to have consistency in everything you do and everything, you know, every communication you have and just be consistently excellent. I, uh, I'm not sure if you ever talked about this with any of the people you you talked to about business. But we were talking about this in one of our calls not too long ago. We were talking about relationships. You know, like who who would you partner with? What type of person would you partner with? I think that any if I was going to like start any gym owner who identifies as like a coach, I would mm-hmm. try to find somebody who doesn't and make that person a partner. If you were mm-hmm. going to have a partnership, right? instead of saying yeah. like two coaches yeah. being like, let's do this thing together, you know. Yeah. I think there, isn't there like a, you know, it's like, you don't want to find yourself. You want to find, I, I read this in some book, which this is a terrible quote because I don't even know what book or what the quote was, but it was like, you don't want to find yourself. You need to find like your compliment. You need to find someone's skill set that really complements your own because I mean, it goes back to like me and Sean being team captains. I like, I have a team, I'm team captain of X, Y, and Z he's team captain of A, B, and Z. And then we, well, he's better at this than I am. Like we stay in our lanes, right? I like to kind of get in his lane a little bit, um, but I'm working on that. <laughs> um, yeah, no, exactly. Like, that's a, almost like the visionary integrator, like you were saying before, right? Like, yeah, exactly. We, I yeah. think it feels, it feels safer for us to, to generally want to work with somebody who's more like us, right? Like if, if I'm a, if I'm an outgoing coach person, I might find myself resonating more with outgoing coach people, but that's like the least valuable skill set to bring onto the team for me then if that's the case, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah, totally. Which it took me a long time to figure that out. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, does anyone know that? I'm like, if I could just have a clone of myself, then we could be in good, really good shape here. But really, I need, like, that's actually kind of what our business lacks. Like, I'm integrator through and through, and um, we lack a visionary. Like, that's one thing, like, our business I wish we had um, more of. But we, yeah. So I'm kind of the integrator, and then I think Sean's kind of the integrator in his own way when it comes to coaching and leading the coaches. And so I do wish we had like a true visionary in our business. Well, uh, I was just talking to somebody else about this. We, so I, I would say that I'm probably more visionary, right? And mm-hmm. I spent years trying to like surround myself with more visionaries because that's yeah. what I understood and that's what I wanted more of. And that uh-huh. does nothing, nothing gets done. No, you, you don't need more. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but I think that's why having a mentor and being part of like a group like we have with like the Tinker group is so important because 
like I lean on to all of you guys to be my visionary. Right. When I'm like, okay, like even last week when you're like, why don't you send out a monthly email to like, see who wants supplements? I'm like, of course, what an easy thing. And like, now we're going to do that starting next month. Like it just is nice. It's like, don't, you know, if someone was starting out business, like don't do it alone, get a mentor, get like a group of people that you can lean into. Yeah, that's, that's a, that's a great, like really actionable point. Like get around other people who are thinking mm-hmm. a little bit different from you. Like yeah. you, you to, to return the compliment, like being friends with you and other people in that group helped me understand like what, what a person in a more integrator style role does, like how they think, the way they speak, the things they're looking at. You know, having, yeah. having enough conversations, you, you're like, oh my God, I didn't even think of that. I need to look yeah. for people oh, who yeah. are thinking about the thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It, for sure. It just, it makes all the difference. I mean, I would not be in business. We would have made it through COVID if it wasn't for Two Brain, right? Can you imagine doing that without support? Uh, yeah, I, I think I think about that. I, I probably have done some things differently than I did, but I, I often think about how how much more stressful that would have been. People are like, yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. But it's pretty. I also right, so, feel like so it's nice. You- Go ahead. It's nice to having a group of like gym owners because I feel like I love my friends dearly here, like in town and that have, you know, they, I just love them. They fill my cup always, but going to meetups or like talking to people like you or the, the other ladies, it's like, they just get you on such a deep level too. Like, I think you can feel really alone, especially in the gym industry where it's like these people, you're spending so much time with them and they can feel almost entitled to like more, right? Um, In like in the service industry. So it's really nice to have this group of other gym owners that just get totally what you're going through. Like you can post something, you're like, God, I know I feel that post down into my heart because I've been there before. You know, I just think that's such a different, you know, every industry I'm sure has something like we have, but it's so important to have that, have yeah, that connection. I, I agree with you. And I, I know that um, some people might say that having like a mentor is the most valuable thing. Like for me personally, having a peer network is mm-hmm. the most valuable thing in the yeah. world for me. I remember when we went to, when we did our first meetup in, in Florida back in like 2021, we were calling staff, my wife had been like, I can't believe that I've never had this before. Like I, yeah. I'm around a group of people where I can say my crazy ideas and no one looks at me like I'm crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And totally. They, and, and it's like, you, you can't yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's hard. I mean, even if you have this awesome network of friends where you are, it just is so different when it's like they have the same career path you have. Yeah. You don't have to add any qualifiers to your Right. You don't have, you don't have to put something before what you're mm-hmm. saying to make sure you understand where I'm coming mm-hmm. from or make sure that this isn't yeah. interpreted yeah. incorrectly. It's, we all understand that like we, we are business owners. We we are in business to make money and change lives mm-hmm. and, and we know that mm-hmm. part. Like that's said already. Now I can talk mm-hmm. about the things that are yeah. important. Whereas you can't always do that with people in other portions yeah. of your life, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
just nice. We could go on and on about this, but it's probably not that valuable. <laughs> to the listeners. No, that, that part's not. It's just, just, really this nice. is just a love fest. Right, so, <laughs> math teacher, math teacher, mm-hmm. business owner. Mm-hmm. Then you were like, All right, I've done these two. What do I want to do mm-hmm. next? What are you doing now? Yeah. So now, so yeah, so to kind of pick up where I left off, six and a half years ago, I was, the plan was to just be operations, right? That's what I was going to do. Operations systems, that's what I was going to do. But I really missed teaching. And so I went in 2018 and got my certification so I could start coaching. I started uh, our mom strong class at the gym, which was amazing. I met incredible, incredible people that are still I'm friends with today. Um, loved it, filled up my personal training roster. Then I was like, okay, what's next? Because I love, like, I'm always learning, always feel like I want to grow and do something new. Um, once I kind of master a skill set, right. And so then I was like, Hey, I'm, very interested in nutrition. I'm going to become a nutrition coach. So I went and got my precision nutrition certification, which they're awesome. Um, love it. They give you so much support. They do a really great job um, getting you ready to coach. And it's habits-based, right? Like I'm not a dietitian. It's habits-based nutrition. And I love that. So I would do like nutrition challenges. I would, I filled up my roster of nutrition one-on-one clients. Um, and so I had the business running very smoothly. I was training, doing personal training, coaching, loved it, was doing nutrition coaching, loved it. And then after some time, I was like, okay, what's the next thing for me? And around that time, like I just recently joined Tinker which is like, you know, a little bit higher level mastermind. And then I was like, I think I'm going to, you know, throw my hat into the ring and apply to become a two-brain mentor because I just was so grateful for everything I learned from two-brain over the past five years of being a two-brain client. And I really wanted that opportunity to take my skills, take everything I've learned and give back to the two-brain community and kind of expand my reach. Yeah, so you're so so you you applied to become a mentor and you became one, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. And then I and then I got hired. And Sean will say like this is my like seriously like this is so my life. Like I would call him in college and be like, I think I just failed my test, and he'd be like, No, you didn't. And then I'd get the test back and I got like a ninety eight percent. And then I'd be like, I think I failed that class. And then I got an A in the class. And so like everything like throughout life, I was like, I think I failed. I think I didn't make it. Like, I think I'm not good enough. So when I applied to be a mentor, I was like, I don't think I got it. Like there's so many great applicants. Like there's no chance I'm going to get hired the first time I apply for this job. And so early, what was that? Early 2021, like I get a message from Amber or Chris, I can't remember. And it's like, congratulations, you've been accepted into the mentor training program. And Sean is like, I just, whatever, I can't even with you anymore. And so I, you know, and then it was like, I had that instant imposter syndrome. Like, am I really ready to do this? And what I realized is like, I learned so much. Like I'm such a better business owner from, you know, everything that, 
I'd learned over the past five years. And actually like they were super interested in the interview and like my teaching background, because as you know, mentoring is so much about like teaching, breaking the, breaking things down into super small kind of chewable chunks of information. And so it turns out that it was a pretty transferable skill to then take that to business ownership and gym specifically to help mentor them. So, okay. So, so you started a little over two years ago, right about two years ago, right? Mm -hmm. The, what have, what have been your biggest, like, like eye-opening moments or like biggest awakenings yeah. since you since yeah. you became a mentor because I know that you and I have talked privately about lots of things yeah. we've realized that were different. Yeah. Um I think the biggest thing was for me, you know, when as at when I was a mentee, my mentor would say, do this, like jump. And I'd say, how high? Like I'm gonna go and I'm going to, you know, do go above and beyond, like high, super high follow through, right? And so, but I didn't realize that not every owner is like that. And kind of like we were talking about earlier is that there's a whole, like, I have a skill set that many, many people don't have. And that doesn't make me better than anyone. It just, I just needed to hold people more accountable to doing what they said they're going to do. And so it's like, what I've really learned is that, okay, we need to have a very clear goal for people. And then, you know, two brain does such a great job with the plan part, but then it's like, I need to make sure I understand for them, what does it look like when you're successful? Right. Cause that's kind of different for everyone. Like I always was like, I want to be the very best, like 10 out of 10 mentee. And, but that's not really realistic or like really even a good thing. For people, it's like you just need to be consistently good enough, right? And so I just needed, I really had to learn in these past two years to hold people really accountable and then make sure to follow through. Like, okay, Nick, you said you did this. What does it look like? What does your finished product look like? And is this the intended result you wanted? So, kind of like I needed to follow up with my clients better to make sure, like, hey, you said you're going to do this, you need to do it right? Like hold them accountable to making progress and being successful. The, the accountability one rings true to me. Like I know that I would um, just conversations where somebody was like, Hey, I told my staff member to do this thing. And I'd be like, okay, cool. Mm -hmm. Did you tell them yeah, what they haven't done by? And we're like, yeah, no, no. <laughs> uh, uh, did so you like tell them what the finished it. product I don't looks know. like? I don't know why no. they're not doing it. Yeah. No, but then, but then that would, like as I was having that conversation, I'd be like, "Oh, this is so obvious." Wait a second. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm not doing that all the time. Yeah, I need to fix that myself. Well, I think like Chris Cooper, bless his heart. Like I remember being on a call. Like I don't know what's going on right now. Like I cannot figure this out. And he's like, "The the it's not a problem. It's a great thing." He's like, "The people that that go through Two Brain from growth or what was it incubator when we started? They started an incubator yeah, and then they go to growth and then they go to Tinker and then they become mentors." Like, this is the same subgroup of people. It's the high achievers. It's like the people that are going to do whatever it takes to get to the top, right? And so I think it was like an aha moment for Coop too. And he was like, oh, <laughs> we need to like make sure we're holding these people accountable. 
So, which is awesome. And that's what I love about two brain too. It's like, they're always like growing and evolving too with what the, with what the group needs. Yeah. I, first off that cause evolution is fantastic, but it, uh, going back to our individual evolutions as mentors, I know that like, for me personally, one of the things I had to learn was I had to be like way more direct. I, I was much more cognizant of saying mm-hmm. something yeah. that might hurt somebody's feelings beforehand. Um, and I don't think I would ever intentionally hurt anyone's feelings, yeah. but I, I would kind of dance around the thing I was trying to say for fear of mm-hmm. how they might feel about what I was saying or whatever. And then I, yeah. I had one mentor call that was really totally. hard. It was totally. really hard. Yeah. A person that, that who's great and I like and I want to be really successful, I would be like, why are you in business? Like, what, like, what is your goal? Yeah. Why are you, you're very unhappy with what the results. What are you doing like, here? Yeah. Why are you doing yeah. this? And I, I remember that yeah. that was like the right kind of like, the, just, just enough slap in the face that was needed. And since then, he's been mm-hmm. significantly more successful. And that for me was an eye-opening moment where I was like, oh, wow. How many people have I not yeah. been direct enough with? How many times have yeah. I skipped around like that, that direct answer? And then I started doing that much more. Yeah, it's for sure. I think that's definitely like just being direct with people. And I think as we've, I mean, we've been, we started pretty much at the same time. So it's like, there's this saying in teaching, like your first year of teaching, you're like, look back at that, like, wow, that was horrendous. And I think we had, we had enough training as mentors that it's like, this wasn't horrendous, but like, if you look back, you're like, I am such a different mentor. I am two years later than what, but it's like that experience, like you can't teach that you have to just go Mm -hmm. through those hard conversations. And unfortunately, like, you know, it still like breaks my heart. Like some people I'm like, man, if I would have just been more direct with them or held them more accountable to getting the results they wanted, like they'd still be with us, you know? And it's like, I mean, that's not a helpful thing to think about because there's nothing we can do now. But, um, I do feel like right over the past two years, just the amount we've grown and learned is pretty incredible. I agree. Um, Karen, we, I, I know you have to get back to the gym. Yeah. Yeah. I told you this is going to happen. Yep. Your, your oh. get back to the alarm, your get back to the gym alarm just went off. So exactly. I know that That's means you got to go. <laughs> That's perfect timing. My doodle alerted me of this. Um, yeah, but this was fun, Nick. I hope I, um, provided some value to some people. I, I think you did. I think you did. You're, you're, you're definitely a different guest than some of the other ones you've had on. And I think that that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, Karen, where could people find you if they wanted to find more about you? Um, tell us strength and conditioning. Are you talking about Instagram? What are you talking about? Is that something I'm supposed to know? We might need to... <laughs> Um, this was thanks, so Mom. good. That's fantastic. <laughs> I'm at my home. Uh, eight eight p.m. is my bedtime. <laughs> bye, everybody. My house or at the gym. <laughs>